We're going to be doing a lot of singing together this morning, and so I'm going to ask you to do something radical, which is um, move over and sit closer together. So if, if, you are, if it's easy for you to get up and move, um, I, I ask you very kindly to scoot closer to each other because it's going to be a lot easier to sing together if we're near. And um, I don't want to let our space make us feel remote from each other. Just because we have a, a big space doesn't mean we have to spread out very far away from each other. We can... Thank you. We're going to do some singing um, in your blue hymnal, number 311. En el libro azul, 311. So in the blue hymnal, 311.
right, in the same book, uh, we're going to do a song that's new to our congregation, number 231. And our worship team is going, we're going to sing it a bit for you to hear it first. This is a Russian Orthodox chant, so it's a different style than we often sing. En el libro azul, doscientos treinta y uno. In your blue hymnal, 231. Oh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Oh, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be Let's sing that much again. And so um, the numbering is a little funny on the verses. You see there's odd verses on the first two lines and then evens, but we're, don't be troubled by that. We're just going to kind of sing it a page at a time. So sing again with us starting at the top. Oh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of Welcome to Prairie Street Mennonite Church on this good morning, this 17th day of November 2019. 
We are gathered here to worship the Most High, the eternal source of all wisdom and glory. The God who shows compassion to those who are crushed in spirit. The Lord who is near to the brokenhearted. We worship the one who created the universe and yet who is nearer to you than your breath. Hosanna. God grace us now. Let us worship this God with our breath in song. Come, gather together. We had one line left out of the bulletin by mistake, so I'm going to have you take your green book, and we're going to sing number 31, El Libro Verde, Treinta y Uno. Number 31, in the green book, He Came Down. is full of the glory of God. What a generous God we serve. Proper prayer is like a person who wanders through a meadow gathering flowers one by one until they make a beautiful bouquet. In the same manner, a person much, must gather each letter, each syllable, to form them into words of prayer. Now listen, people who wrestle with God. The ruler of absolutely everything is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your might. These words shall be on your heart. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And you shall love your enemies. 
For our perfect God causes the sun to shine on both the evil and the good, and the rain to fall on both the righteous and the unrighteous. Bless the Lord who is blessed. Rise, those who are able, and bless the Lord who is blessed forever and ever. We're going to sing in your blue song folder, in La Carpeta Azul, uh, number six, Eres todo, Todoroso. Um, we're going to sing the whole thing through twice. Um, the introduction is the refrain, so you'll get to hear it once before we come in. the green book next, El Libro Verde, Trenta y Nueve. So in the green book, number 39, um, you can be seated for this one. It's going to be confusing enough. You might as well sit down. <laughs> so this is um, a Gregorian chant melody, and you might know it from Taze. But um, we are going to sing just that refrain part in, in Latin, and then all the rest of it is in English. Um, that way we can all struggle together on the refrain, right? It's not going to be a first language for anybody today. So um, we're going to sing the refrain twice through so you can hear it and then ask you to join. And um, this is a, just a different way of singing, but the, 
you can see the translation, where true love and charity are found, God is always there. And that is what we are saying. That's what we're praying, no matter what language we're using for it. <clears throat>
Where true love and charity are found, God is always there. Today, don't try to reach God with your understanding. That's impossible. Reach God in love. That is possible. Our God is a generous God. Our confession today is from John chapter 12. Listen in love and confess to the person near you. I will read a passage. We will reflect in a moment of silence and then I will lead you to say a phrase together. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of our God, the ruler of Israel. Now the hour has come for the chosen one to be glorified. The truth of the matter is, unless a grain of wheat falls on the ground and dies, it remains only a single grain. But if it dies, it yields a rich harvest. If you love your life, you'll lose it. If you hate your life in this world, you'll keep it for eternal life. Jesus proclaimed publicly, I have come as light into the world, so that whoever believes in me need not remain in the dark anymore. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Those who walk in the dark don't know what they're doing. Believe in the light while you still have the light. Only then will you become children of light. I have come as light into the world so that whoever believes in me need not remain in the dark anymore. Believe in the light and walk in the light. Beloved children of God, I invite you to, to stand. Rescued ones, rise in this place now and know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We have full access to God, all God's wisdom, love, and grace through Jesus who came to find us in the darkness. Anytime day or night, God's love is steadfast. So as children of God, let us share with one another the overflowing peace of Christ, saying, the peace of Christ be with you, and responding, diciendo, la paz de Cristo sea contigo, y respondiendo, y también contigo.
Let us welcome the children to join us in the front for a lesson about generosity from Quinn Brennecke. going to be here with you today because the person who is going to be here feels a little bit sick. So we can think and pray about our friend Chet, who is at home sick today. And before we start, we have a basket. So if you have a gift for people in our congregation that need it, and for our church, you can put it in the basket. And you can also give a gift by touching the basket and blessing it. So I'm wondering about the things that you remember do you remember what you had for breakfast today? You had macaroni and cheese for breakfast? Yesterday? Okay, what did other people have for breakfast today? Do you remember? Yogurt? Um, okay, does anyone remember hmm, what the weather was like yesterday? It was raining. It was raining? Especially when, when the snow melts, it feels like it's kind of raining. It was very cold. Okay, now you're going to have to really, really remember. Does anyone remember something that you said to your friend last week? You said hello? Wow. I think I have that same memory. Okay. One more thing. Does anyone remember your first memory? I go upstairs. What was your first memory? I go upstairs. You remember going up the stairs? Yes. That was your first memory? Yes. Does anyone have another memory? It was the first one, the first thing you can ever remember. Ooh, Pastor Carolyn has one. I remember being lifted up to see through the window of the nursery when my baby brother was born. Wow. My uncle That's a good first memory. I um. remember my parents kissing in the kitchen when I was shorter, <gasps> shorter than the kitchen table. You <laughs> caught your parents kissing in the kitchen? Oh my goodness. That's a funny memory. I remember making a snowman. I grew up here in Indiana, so there was snow. And I remember making a snowman with my dad. That was my first memory. And that was like over 25 years ago. <laughs> okay, so when was your first memory? Like how many years ago was your first memory? Can you think? Was it like maybe, some of you, it might be like 10 years ago. Maybe even like two years ago. Okay, so um, today when we read the Bible, we're going to hear about a memory. And this memory is so 
so old. Okay, so I said like my first memory is 25 years ago, but can you think who's like the oldest person that you know? You might even think of someone in our church. The oldest person I know even goes to our church. Are you embarrassed to say Sister Carrie Diener? She's the oldest person I know, and guess what? The memory that we're going to hear from the Bible today is even older than her, like, great-grandma. Yeah, so Sister Carrie Diener's great-grandma wasn't even alive when we heard, when, we, when this memory actually happened. So how do, you, how do you even know about things that happened before you can remember them? How do you even know about them? How do you know about what happened before you were born? Did you see it? Some, there's some things that happened before I was born that I don't even know about, I don't even remember. But one way that Christians remember those things from a long time ago is to read the Bible. And so today when we read the Bible, we're going to hear this memory, and it's from the book of John, and it says that the word was made flesh and made its dwelling place among us. The word is kind of like a nickname for Jesus, and it says that God became a person just like us. Yeah. Can you imagine seeing God with like skin and hair? And like maybe even clothes and shoes or sandals or something. Yeah, God was just like that. And God lived with us, and God's name was Jesus. So does anyone remember like the things that Jesus did? Was Jesus like really mean to people? No. Anything. There's sharks, maybe. In the Mediterranean, there might be sharks. Do you remember something? You were about to say something. You were? Well, you might remember that Jesus healed people, and Jesus preached about the kingdom of God, and Jesus even taught us how we should treat each other and how we should um, behave like the kingdom of God is really with us. And so those memories are really important for us as Christians. And what's really crazy is that we even believe that they're real. We really believe that God had flesh just like us and lived in a neighborhood just like we live in a neighborhood. And so today when you hear the sermon, you're going to hear about if we really believe that, what are the kinds of things that we should be doing if we want to follow Jesus? We're going to do things that require us to act like real people and really, really reach out and meet other people and maybe even help them and preach about the kingdom of God. So let's close in prayer. God, thank you so much for putting on flesh and living in a neighborhood just like we live in a neighborhood and walking around just like we walk around. I pray that you would teach us how to follow you every day. Amen.
the prayer place is right, the prayer playground is right back there, and there are activities for you to do today. So I will see you there. The scripture reading for today comes from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 14, and chapter 15, verse 5, in the message. La escritura de hoy viene del Evangelio de Juan, capítulo 1, versículo 1, 2 y 14, el capítulo 15, versículo 5. The word was first. The Word present to God, God present to the Word. The Word was God in readiness for God from day one. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous, inside and out, true from start to finish. En el principio ya existía la palabra, y la, y la palabra estaba con Dios, y Dios mismo era la palabra. La palabra estaba en el principio con Dios, y la palabra se hizo carne, y habitó entre nosotros, y vimos su gloria. La gloria que corresponde al unigénito del Padre, llena de gracia y de verdad. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you've joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Yo soy la vid. Y ustedes los pámpanos. El que permanece en mí y yo en él, esta lleva mucho fruto. Porque separados de mí, ustedes nada pueden hacer. The word of the Lord. Esta es palabra del Señor. We welcome Paula Kilo a member here at Prairie Street Mennonite Church as our preacher today. Sister, let us pray over you. People, let us pray. Generous God, what parent would give their child a rock if the child asked for bread? And how much more do you love us, your beloved children? I ask you to bless us with Paula's words this morning. Not so much that we might be edified only, but that we might glorify you. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts today please you. Amen. Just as a reminder, today's 
service is the third in a series on stewardship. You've heard from Ben on the Old Testament, from Steve on many of the sources in the New Testament that share with us the meaning of stewardship, which is that because of God's love for us, we can return that love through the care that we offer for ourselves, our neighborhood, God's world, and all resources within it. So today we are going to see how that happens as a reflection on Jesus as our example and the specific Jesus that the Gospel of John puts forth for us. He names Jesus the Word, the active, verbal thing that is God. From the beginning of creation, from day one, present and part of God and all things on earth and in heaven that were created and have been created since. The divine word exists with God, comes to the world as Jesus, a human. And in the message translation, which I think is very meaningful, moves into our neighborhood, is right here with us. A one-of-the-kind glory is what scripture says, like parent, like son, showing us how to be, the message says, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. In another very well-known scripture that Ellen quoted this morning, John 3.16 also helps us to understand this, that God loved us so much that God sent Jesus in order for us to believe and to have lives as models of Jesus now and life everlasting. But friends, our word love doesn't really quite do justice to what this really meant to the people of God in ancient times. The Hebrew word, and it's kind of fun to say because it has a at the front of it, is hesed. Hesed. So we're going to talk about hesed. I didn't learn about hesed until seminary, but I think we should learn about it when we're about six because it really helps to explain what God's love for us really is. The unending and relentless love that will not let us go, no matter what. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, God's love will not let us go. God created us and God has shown hesed to us as Quinn so eloquently showed this morning. For thousands of years, God's love has been present with God's people, and God will not give up on us. So Jesus, the Word, here with us in our neighborhood, is our example of that Hesed love. And that, friends, is the good news of our scripture, that Jesus came to be with us, to be hesed to us. 
So how do we become like Jesus, like that good news, in our neighborhood and to the whole world? By following the commandment that Jesus taught us, again, Ellen shared this with us, that God, who told us that we are to love God in that Hesed way that God loves us, and in the same way to love ourselves, our neighborhood, even our enemies. This is how we're to be and to show Hesed. So why is it often so hard? Well, I think it's because we often don't have Hesed for ourselves. That that Hesed is blocked by the trauma that each of us has experienced. Those things that life has thrown at us, is still throwing at us every day, that keeps us from having the full Hesed experience for ourselves. So here we are, together on a Sunday morning. Most of us don't let that that trauma show. We come in here, we say, good morning, how are you? And what do we answer? Fine, how are you? How many times is that really, really not the truth? That we feel crappy, that there's something going on in our life that makes it almost impossible for us to be here. And yet here we are. I think something helpful to remember is that trauma is not what happened to us or is still happening to us, but it is that wound that we hold deep inside because we haven't worked at whatever that should mean for each of us. The healing, we haven't allowed God's hesed to come into us and help heal that trauma deep inside. And probably we haven't relied on our community to help us heal too. But that can change and we can be freed. This, friends, is the miracle of God's salvation that we start to experience right here on earth. That we have the promise that the Jesus who moved into our neighborhood will make all things well again. Not just free, but well again. We can turn in a new direction. Hesed can rewire our brains to see the world in a new way, healed and released in our spirit. This is generosity inside and out. And inside the church, it occurs with a commitment to be Hesed people. So first it means getting real with who we are. This is the beginning. And it's offering and receiving God's Hesed love. Now, 
I have to tell you that Prairie Street is well on the way to doing this. I learned uh, when we had a lot of visitors here a few weeks ago that one of them commented that um, they had never heard the kind of sharing that they heard here at Prairie Street that morning. Because friends, many of us are pretty real in our sharing and it often takes a lot of time to do it. But that's what the giving and receiving of Hesed love is all about. And I would say thanks be to God that Prairie Street is the kind of congregation where open, honest, Folks can speak their mind, warts and all. Being Hesed people means claiming who we are right now, right now in the present. Now it's been a while, but uh, if you all think back to Pastor Steve's report that he prepared for us, let me read just a little bit of the initial paragraph. As people read this report, I want them to embrace Prairie Street as God's beloved church with exceptional gifts, resources, and potential, and like all congregations, with some areas of growth. When we read about ourselves, we may look for what's wrong more than what we do well and focus on problems and become discouraged. Recognizing this, I invite you to to know that we are doing well and we can grow. I want us to acknowledge what is and to invite us to what can be. I think God wants this for all of us too. This is God's Hesed love for this community. Pastor Steve has offered us a Hesed approach to being church together. So here's a summary of what Pastor Steve heard from us. These aren't his opinions, these are what he heard us say. That we have a long and rich heritage. We have a strong commitment to Anabaptist tradition and the larger Mennonite church. We have a strong emphasis on worship, music, preaching, and prayer. We have a welcoming spirit, we're friendly. We have a capacity to develop and adapt to new things. We have the ability to welcome and to be fine with differences. There is a range of international experiences here, and through that, a deep awareness of God's mission in the world. So these are the things that Steve heard from us that we really uh, embrace about ourselves. He also offered us some things that we could work on. And this, friends, is where we have to get real with ourselves. So first, that perhaps our focus on our history is hurting us rather than helping. One person even quoted, Prairie Street worships its history rather than honoring it. Our dominant culture is white, educated, middle class. The word that Steve used is there is an elitist spirit or reputation here about 
how great we've been and all the organizations that we've birthed and the things that we've done, I might use the word snooty. I'm that too. It's me too. And we have limited inclusion of diversity in culture, ethnicity, or gender orientation. So this is who Steve heard us say we are. And all of this, all of the amazing things that we are and these areas where we need growth are our present today. So who do we want to be in the future? I would offer that we could dream like children who don't have a lot of the uh, experience or the trauma that many of us do. And in the Gospel of John, the church is being called to generously be like the Word in our neighborhood, sharing and being hesed to one another. This is evangelism, friends. This is sharing the hope of Jesus that is within us. And it doesn't have to be scary or intimidating. What are the possibilities if we claim the neighborhood around Prairie Street as our Hesed sharing ministry? To be like Jesus, joining the Holy Spirit in the healing of the sick, freeing of the captives, lifting of the oppressed. This is offering God shalom another Hebrew word that we say sometimes that really means that everybody has everything they need, that peace is apparent between all people, that we share freely with others and all things as they are as they should be with trauma healed. This is God's shalom that we hope for. Now our community task group a number of you were on that group, put forward a report that shared about all the things that we already are doing in the neighborhood, and it is an extensive list. I took note of one of the things on their list that we should be doing more of, and it says that we need to have more fun and celebration. I think that's absolutely what would be a great thing for all of us. I know I could certainly use more fun and celebration in my life. So what might Prairie Street look like if we partied more, focused on the future, and dreamt like joyful children? What would this church be like then? To party, to look toward the future, and act like children. How do we do that? Well, I have talked quite a bit about showing up and being real together, because that, that really is the first step. One of the concerns I think many have in our showing up right now is that we're a small congregation. But I would offer, we just need to own that. Yep, that's who we are. We can't worry about how many people are here each Sunday because remember what scripture says, whenever two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there also. 
And our scripture this morning promises us that Jesus is right here with us in our neighborhood every day. And maybe because we're smaller, God has a new thing ready for us to do. Maybe God is calling us back to what really matters and that we're going to figure that out because we're being real and we're owning the fact that we're small. I have a great book. I don't often tell you about books, but I will this one because it's a pretty cool book. The author is Diana Butler Bass, and it's called The Practicing Congregation, Making a New Old Church. And one of the, it's full of stories about congregations like ours who started doing new things, some of which were pretty crazy and radical, and all kinds of wonderful experiences and, and new things came to them out of that. So I want to tell you about one of those churches. It's called Church of the Epiphany, and it's about three blocks from the White House. And it was founded, like Prairie Street, as a city mission at about the same time in 1842. Its members were the who's who of the District of Columbia theology and institutions. The Church of Epiphany was always at the front on theological transformation and mission. They birthed many new things. But by their 150th anniversary in 1992, there weren't many who remained in the decaying church, and their endowment investments were paying most of the bills. But fast forward another 10 years beyond 1992 to 2002, and you saw a different story. Though still not a big church, and certainly not a prestigious one where the who's who attended, Epiphany bustles with new vitality. The building is used to capacity throughout the week, and on Sunday, the faces in worship are no longer the elite of the city, but a congregation of great diversity in race, ethnicities, classes, generations, and sexual orientation, and the pews are full. The bills are paid through the generous stewardship of the congregation with everyone sharing what they can. The congregation is learning to treasure its heritage with a new accent. They have reclaimed the ancient practices of healing prayer, hospitality, silence, stewardship, and peacemaking. The other major change is there is no longer a prince of the pulpit. There is no personality standing here preaching on Sunday mornings. Every member offers their own testimony, their hope in Jesus, and the congregation has been transformed into one of God's Hesed communities. So the first step in being one of God's Hesed communities is showing up and being real. The second step is sharing what we have. Our time, our talents, and our treasure, our financial resources. 
This is what it means to be generous inside and out, like Jesus. Sharing our stories right here at Prairie Street could transform us, just like it did Epiphany. At the beginning of the the transition process, we heard from several among us. Do you remember when we heard stories from members of the congregation? That was very powerful. They talked about how they had experienced Prairie Street and how God was active in their lives. What if those kinds of stories were central to our worship every Sunday? So Ellen had you turn to each other. This We didn't plan this, but you've already done it already this morning, so you're well-practiced. I'd like you to think about this question. What do you bring? What talent or skill or treasure do you have to share with this community? And what have you received out of the generosity of the people here at Prairie Street? So I'll let you ponder. What do you have to share and what have you received here? For a moment. All right, friends, I think I have to call you back. You have a lot to share. Okay, I really have to call you back or they're going to get me in trouble for being running over time here. Sorry. Wow, that's amazing. Ellie just shared with me that beginning in January for the period from then up until Easter, uh, we will be having a testimony once a month in worship. So it's already in the works, so that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, And I'm going to share, I just stood here and observed you all. It was really affirming to see you all sharing in that way. And I want to tell you about a time... um, when I have experienced a a great deal from you all. Last year, very suddenly, uh, my great-granddaughters, Dayana and Michaela, were completely in my care. And I I was really struggling with that. It it was a a big change um, to keep up with their schedules, to prepare all the meals and not just hang out and have a sandwich in the evening, to provide all the love that, that they needed at that point, and often just trying to get through the day. And Prairie Street people showed up, and they let me be real. And they gave me help. For myself, for the girls, um, we had meals, people here. You, you can't, if you've never been in that situation, you can't imagine what just having one meal a week can do. You can look forward to that night that you, you just don't have to do anything but be. This congregation's Hesed love showed through to me. Again, from the Gospel of John. 
I am the vine, and you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the relationship is intimate and organic. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't do a thing. This is the natural cycle, dying to the old, letting go of our history, growing in a new way, practicing Hesed love, sharing our stories. New branches will reach out in wholeness. New green shoots of generosity will spring forth. This will be John 5, lived out at Prairie Street. We'll be like the Sankofa bird of Ghana. We have a tapestry of the Sankofa bird. So this is a really powerful image. It's of a bird flying forward, but with its head turned, holding on to the pearl of wisdom from the past. It's never weighed down by trying to live in the past, but it's bringing forward what we need to from the past. As the Church of the Epiphany did, expressing its history with a new accent. As we accept God's Hesed love that will not let us go, the Gospel of John promises that the harvest will be abundant. What we have will be enough. What we are able to do will be enough. What we are able to give will be enough. Because the word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. We will see the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like Father, like Son, like us, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Amen. In your green book, number eight, En el libro verde, numero ocho. We will sing this song in the order that it's written. Do you see how the two Spanish verses are first? and then the English verses, and then we'll go back and sing the Spanish once again. And the refrain, we always sing the refrain twice. Um, it's got its little repeat marks there. Somos pueblo camina por la senda del together at the holy 
Ushers will now come forward to collect the offering. <laughs> so we're back in your blue hardback book. Uh, it's number 236. En el libro azul, 236. Um, just in the interest of time, we're going to do two verses. Verses uh, 1 and 5. Okay, so verses 1 and 5. Over my head, El Libro Verde, Diez y Ocho, in the Green Book, number 18, and please stand. Be a God. 
Christ has no body on earth but yours. Yours are the only hands with which Christ can do God's work. Yours are the only feet with which Christ can move about the world. Yours are the only eyes through which Christ's compassion can shine forth upon a troubled world. Christ has no body on earth now but yours. You therefore, beloved, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 